When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Good morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Thanks for hanging out with us on a Thursday. It's going to be hot today, but not a whole lot of sunshine, at least in south-central Wisconsin. A mix of clouds and sun during the morning will give way to cloudy skies this afternoon. We'll see highs of around 88 degrees, and it'll be breezy with 15 to 25 mile-per-hour winds. It was pretty gusty when I was driving in early this morning. Stay tuned for Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck with more of those forecast details. Otherwise, we've got a great show lined up this morning. We'll get a soybean crop update courtesy of the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board, and we'll hear from Ryan Yankman at EverAg on what they're seeing in the dairy market and what you should be preparing for as a producer. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpillar Milk Receiver Pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. As a proud supporter of the dairy industry, Compure Financial sends a special thank you to dairy producers during June Dairy Month. Compure recognizes the dedication it takes to produce safe and nutritious dairy products for our nation and world and is grateful to all the hardworking farmers and their families. Give your local Compure team a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Compure.com for your lending and other financial needs. Compure Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. We need you and your rain gauge. It's time for the Rural Mutual Rainfall Report, and we need you to text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from, because every month we'll pick a winner that will get a digital weather station, courtesy of the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Join the fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee at Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. She'll give you the latest forage updates from L4X Seeds on Tuesday, July 12th. Just visit booth 965 right across from the hot air balloon. Make L4X your stop for alfalfa excellence. See you there. Celebrate all things agriculture at Wisconsin Farm Technology Days, including a country music concert. Farm Tech Fest Wednesday, July 13th, just south of Loyal, featuring Joe Nichols, Sawyer Brown, and Madison Country. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. Now that corn and beans are in the ground, can we see how those cover crops are playing a role in their progress or condition? I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And Jill, you talked to an expert about how cover crops play a role in benefiting those crops as we get into the fall. That's right, Stephanie. I had the opportunity to talk to Troy Salzar. He's the University of Minnesota Extension Reach Out Specialist for Cover Crops. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. We talked about the uses for cover crops. We also talked a lot about harvesting those cover crops for feed for our beef cattle. In the beef industry specifically, cover crops uh, really play a, a very valuable role in relationship to utilizing areas 
that we may not actually capture much value from. Uh, one of the low-hanging fruit, as I would call it, is uh, cow yards in the summertime. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of nutrient that is there from uh, years of uh, nutrient accumulation with manure and uh, urine. And this is a perfect spot to really start the process of um, planting summer annuals, uh, some sort of species to actually capture those nutrients and grow them into a crop and then use them for uh, grazing purposes specifically. Uh, if we do this appropriately, we can actually create uh, less erosion from runoff from that standpoint, and we also capture those nutrients so we don't potentially contaminate our drinking water from those nutrients, uh, in essence, going through our soil down into our water table. Two really good components. In addition to that, if we do it right, we can actually harvest somewhere in the neighborhood of four to even six tons of dry matter per acre. And if we look at um, parts of the state of Wisconsin, there are different counties that only harvest a ton to a ton and a quarter of dry matter per acre. So we can get up to four times as much per acre in some of these uh, specific uh, uh, scenarios like this. Now, it's good to be able to use um, cattle to harvest that or sheep um, or other uh, grazing animals from the standpoint that some of these cover crops are very difficult to dry. You either need to harvest them with the animal or have some sort of wet feed option, whether that's chopping it for silage or actually um, harvesting it and baling it into baleage and making uh, wrapped hay out of it. Both very viable options and uh, these, uh, this is probably the first place that we need to think about cover crops, especially in a livestock operation. We talked about feeding that livestock, but the cover crops kind of almost feed the soil to help feed the livestock a little bit better, boosting those yields up. I think that the aspects of how cover crops um, work mutually beneficial with the soil and with the livestock, um, by growing cover crops, especially if we start utilizing multi-species cover crops, they actually produce root exudates that help to feed the soil biology. And I think that's what you're kind of suggesting in this particular case. With that in mind, um, if we repeat that on an annual basis, it will make that soil more healthy. It will also improve permeability of that soil and therefore we don't have this hard-packed uh, material that doesn't allow any water infiltration. So growing things like um, oilseed radish, turnips, other products that have deep uh, penetrating roots um, can be very, very beneficial from, from, from that standpoint. So, of course, um, capturing the manure, if there's accumulation, spreading that on your um, fields is the first place to start but once that's clean then you can uh, prep that area and sow uh, summer annuals especially works extremely well in those yards because by that time the cattle have gone out to pasture and we can plant a warm season annual that can truly capture that um, capture that nutrient that is in that soil uh, and 
sometimes those soils under that feedlot uh, tend to be more compacted and uh, those warm season annuals oftentimes are more drought tolerant than some of our cool season grasses as such. So that's why it would be uh, advantageous to do that approach. And we haven't mentioned any specific cover crops to use. If you're struggling, if the ground is a little bit wet or if it's dry, can we purpose a cover crop to assist in any of those areas? There are a couple different approaches and um, your question is extremely important. So many people ask me for the uh, ideal mix on a field, uh, whether it's a perennial field or an annual field. And I get very frustrated with that because I want to personally help you um, have a prescription for your land with the purposes and goals and objectives that you have in mind to address uh, with whatever approach you're taking. So if we have real heavy dense soil that has the potential of having some compaction then utilizing uh, um, some oil seed radishes uh, sweet clover is a really good tap-rooted plant buckwheat all of these crops can be included as part of that mix it doesn't have to be sole single um, species growing it might be but it doesn't have to be um, and uh, oftentimes if I am in a situation where if there's some weed carryover uh, in other words, if the buckwheat goes to seed and uh, we have some mature seed that falls, if that's going to hurt the next crop, I think it's important not to put buckwheat in there. So we have to think about your system, what your crop rotation is. Uh, I work with a lot of um, uh, vegetable crop operations. Those I tend to have them focus on single crop because then they can focus their attention on one crop to manage um, at the ideal time to reincorporate it into the soil or what have you. What is that one goal you want to achieve with it? And so um, depending on your circumstance, that's how I make or help you put together a, a plan in relationship to that. Definitely not a one size fits all. Have you ever found when you've set up a plan and it just didn't work? What do you do then? In that scenario, uh, generally speaking, uh, we think about what the problem was in relationship to the plan. Uh, I have dairy farmers uh, in northern Minnesota that are planting two and three cover crops within one season. So they'll start with a cool season oat crop with some, some uh, turnips in it to begin with. Then they'll immediately no-till in uh, some uh, some sorghum sedan grass and a winter or a summer um, warm season grass, and then come back again with another cool season in fall, uh, harvesting them at their appropriate time to achieve very high quality feed, and uh, and in in. in his particular case, he never unhooks his no-till drill. He's always planting something. And really, that is the key to his success 
by continuing to do that, he's always got something that he'll be happy about. If it's not raining, he's happy with the warm season annuals. If it's raining too much, it's the um, annual ryegrass that he has planted. And so I often tell my farmers is every day do something that you're really happy if you get rain or if you don't get rain because then you're always happy. It's a much better scenario. And so with that in mind, um, I don't think that there is a one, uh, one uh, plan that works well for everybody. You have to think about what works well for you and, and how you're going to uh, achieve success in that process. For wrapping up, any last thoughts? Uh, for those of you that are interested in more details on cover crops, uh, we are focusing a series this summer on our Facebook page, uh, identifying cover crops that might work for you. Uh, they'll be going all summer long. Uh, our Facebook page is UMN Extension SLC, St. Louis County and you'll find uh, some of the key components of why you would select a particular cover crop. And they're happening um, at least once a week, and some weeks we'll have two different species that we'll be discussing. And that was Troy Salzar, University of Minnesota Extension Specialist for Cover Crops. And I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Hi, it's Preston from Window World. I hear too many stories of people being held hostage through a three-hour window appointment and pressured to sign now for a project that's worth a small fortune. At Window World, we take as much or as little time as you have and provide a clear, easy-to-read estimate right on the spot. Don't think your window project is out of reach because some companies ruined your experience. Call the best value in your area. Window World. Call Window World. You'll be glad you did. Rebath started decades ago by two gentlemen who created acrylic forms to cover existing bathtubs. Today, Rebath is a complete bath remodeling company. We replace existing fixtures and totally upgrade your bathroom. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath. While the rest of the world seems to be moving in slow motion, you're ready to gear it up. Sugar River Raceway is now open for the season, and the track is calling your name. A half-mile paved sprint course with 10 challenging turns. This is no slow-as-you-go amusement park ride. These are full-blown 50-mile-an-hour screaming machines. Your bachelor party, company outing, or your badass desire for speed at SugarRiverRaceway.com. Just 40 minutes south of Madison and Broadhead. Get your race on. Let's ride bikes. 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 Nothing says summer in Madison like a family bike ride. I'm Andy Q, owner of the Bike Mobile. I have four kids and a garage full of bikes, so I get it. That's why I make it easy by fixing all your bikes on the same day in your driveway. The Bike Mobile is a mobile bicycle repair van that comes to you at home or at work. Book your appointment today at thebikemobile.com and let's ride bikes. Here we use a lot of F words, food, fiber, and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. 
Stephanie Hoff back along with you on a Thursday morning. And I want to give a big shout out to our rainfall reporters who have been so active this week. Lorraine and Horicon, Brian, who listens while he mixes feed in Bristol, Mark Jones Farm in Fitchburg, Dennis from Northeastern Dodge County, Linda from Reeseville, Lee from Ashford, and Kirby by La Crescent. Again, so active, giving us their rainfall reports through our talk text line. And now we'll get into our egg weather forecast. Stu Muck along with us on a Thursday morning. Stu, it looks like it's going to be hot and breezy, too. Yeah, breezy and hot before our rainfall reporters may have something to look for, and that could happen already. Uh, Late this afternoon for Kirby over in the western part of the state, well, eastern uh, Minnesota, if you will, and the rest of us may see it later tonight or just into very early Friday at the latest. Has to do with a warm front lifting up through the state today and a cool front from northwest Minnesota back to southwest South Dakota. There's some rain scattering through Minnesota, southern and central part of the state into far northwest Wisconsin, just north of Wausau area as well this morning. That's where that warm front's pulling through. The cool front swings in and that rain chance redevelops, like I've said, uh, late afternoon at La Crosse and then through the nighttime as you head further east across the state. That rain will end already by late tonight or call it the early morning hours of tomorrow at La Crosse and will end pretty quickly then west to east through the rest of the area as well by early on into Friday. Maybe a tenth of an inch or two if we're that lucky to see the rain and otherwise it does knock the temperatures down a bit cooling back to more normal levels, at least for Friday and Saturday. Another rain chance may begin to edge in as we look towards Sunday. I'll have those forecast details right after this. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. I'm a Wisconsin Farm Bureau member because of the opportunities that Farm Bureau affords its members here in the state of Wisconsin. Member benefits to uh, local leadership and personal and professional development opportunities that you can really take advantage of as a Farm Bureau member. We talk about Farm Bureau and how we help move farmers and agriculturalists forward. WFBF.com. You should look them up. A voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. What better way to celebrate all things agricultural than with a good old country music concert? Farm Tech Fest, Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Featuring Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and Joe Nichols. On-site camping available. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. That's farmtechfest.com. A huge thank you to some of the great sponsors. Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, and many more. All right, Stu, my eyes are glued to that three-day weekend, long holiday weekend coming up. What's in store for us? Well, we started out mostly sunny, breezy, and hot today, way upper 80s, a 90 here or there. And that's with the southwest wind, 10 to 20, gusting around 30. A chance of a shower, a slight chance late afternoon lacrosse develops through the night from west to east. I expect clouds, nighttime lows in the mid and upper 60s. Southwest winds still 12 to 25. Rain ending from west to east by late tonight, early tomorrow. 
Partly sunny skies, even mostly sunny in the day. Low 80s, north winds 5 to 10. Sunny Saturday, mid-80s, northwest winds at 5. Late Saturday night into Sunday, a slight chance of a shower or storm. And that slight rain chance may linger on toward the 4th on Monday, Stephanie. But I wouldn't expect a lot of rain. Just keep an eye on the sky. A little bit of everything for everyone. A little rain to help the crops and some sunshine to get some haymaking done, huh? There you go. That's how it works out. And I know a lot of guys making hay can't wait to get done. Stu Muck along with us, our egg meteorologist. We'll catch him back here again tomorrow morning. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Looking for extra cash? Did you witness a crime? Or maybe you have information about ongoing criminal activity in the Madison area. We give cash for clues. Madison Area Crime Stoppers is a nonprofit organization that helps prevent and solve crimes in our community by working with Dane County residents, law enforcement agencies, and media partners. So how does it work? When you share information with Crime Stoppers, a confidential code will be generated to protect your identity. If your tip results in an arrest and filing of criminal charges or the apprehension of a fugitive, you'll receive a cash reward. Keep your tip ID and password so you can check the status of your tip. Once the arrest or apprehension is confirmed, arrangements will be made for you to collect your reward anonymously. Your confidentiality is important to us. Any individual who contacts Crime Stoppers will always remain anonymous. Call 608-266-6014 or go to p3tips.com. Madison Area Crime Stoppers, your safety is always our priority. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control and priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping, because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. It's the Bergstrom June 3000 Humane Society Challenge. Help us help the local animal shelters and donate $300,000 to the Humane Societies in our communities. For every vehicle that you purchase in June, Bergstrom Automotive will contribute $100 to the surgery center at the Humane Society in your area. During the Bergstrom June 3000 Challenge, shop from the largest selection of Chevy trucks and SUVs in Wisconsin, all with Bergstrom's negotiation-free upfront pricing, including our exclusive seven-day lowest price protection guarantee and seven-day money-back guarantee. Choose a vehicle that's in stock, reserve one that's on the way, or order one just the way you want it. Help us donate $300,000 and secure the equipment and medicine to get these animals the care that they need. Find new roads in a new Chevrolet. Stop in or shop and purchase at BergstromChevrolet.com. Let's take care of the animals together. This looks like a car. Has tires. Headlights, a hood. Windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. 
Open like them too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% .9 of the time, this would be a car. But it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Not only is William Thomas Custom Jewelry known for creating unique pieces, they're unique in their approach. They actually encourage you to shop around at other jewelry stores first. You'll quickly realize that William Thomas is no doubt your forever jewelry resource. Experience William Thomas Custom Jewelry. They'll help you create a one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear from day one. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Are you looking for a fast-paced job in a fun and exciting work environment? Look no further than Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. We offer a wide range of job and shift availability in both part-time and full-time positions. Competitive wages and great benefits await you at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Visit us in person or check out our website to see all of our job openings. Make work fun and apply for a job at Madison's only casino. Our sports director, Zach Halpern, joining us right now. All right, so Ben Kenny had mentioned something. And I know from a previous uh, episode of Kenny and Halpern I heard, there was, uh, there was some buckshot at a couple coaches around uh, the Big Ten. Uh, one being a guy who, you know, has the same hairstyle as you, maybe a little more tanner. Uh, you know, had a little Botox or something with P.J. Fleck. Uh, but, Ben, you said what about Minnesota? I said, say what you want about him as a person, but I don't think he's that bad of a coach. Oh, Zach, looking at Minnesota this coming year, Ben also tweeted out last night uh, a lot of strays being shot towards the Big Ten West on the Twitter sphere. Uh, disappointing. It might be the most interesting division in college football, the Big Ten uh, West, that is. So he's saying the Big Ten West, one of the most interesting divisions in college football this season. And P.J. Fleck and Minnesota, you predicting to have a good season this year, Ben? Yes. What would you say to much. young Ben? I don't want to steal any thunder of uh, Kenny and Halpern, but what would you say about the, the state of Minnesota right now compared to, like, Wisconsin football in the Big Ten West? Well, Ben, unless he's changed his mind, I don't think he's saying Minnesota's going to be better than Wisconsin, right? No, but I think they will be a very uh, significant challenger in the Big Ten West this year. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I mean, I certainly, I guess I can't disagree with that. They've beaten Wisconsin twice in the last four years, so they've at least made some crowd up in that respect. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. Uh, one of his former players went off on him yesterday. I got the tweet right here. Do you want me to read it? Sure. Are you talking about Val Martin? Yeah. Uh, quote, I'm not going to lie. The worst thing I probably ever did was go to the University of Minnesota. Fleck is a hell of a car salesman. It's crazy <laughs> because when I go places, people ask me, well, how was Fleck? And I just say, he's different. And they laugh and say, we heard so many stories about him. And then he proceeded to go on about how he's just kind of a not a savory guy. So if if that guy wasn't real, like that, you could make if that guy wasn't real, you could make an argument that that was my burner. Um, <laughs> but he's, he said a lot of the same things I think about PJ Fleck. All right, so Val, uh, Val Martin also said he let somebody punch me in the face mid practice, 
and told me if I retaliated, he would take my scholarship and send me home. Mind you, this same dude that punched me was the guy who, quote, wasn't ready to play. He then wore a shirt with dude face on it to the team meeting a week later. Crying emojis. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that sums up my thoughts on TJ Fleck. Minnesota as a team, Minnesota as a team, they uh, are what they've always been. They've, and, and, Ben, you might be right. They may sneak up and, and – uh, be a much better team this year. I, I don't know that, but they are no different now than they were under Glenn Mason for a really long stretch. I mean, go look at the records that he had to start the year. He had a double-digit win season early in his tenure, too, and they're just its just who Minnesota is. They're never going to break through. They're never going to be a powerhouse. They may be—they may challenge Wisconsin, but they're never going to be a powerhouse. And P.J. Flex is not going to be there. He's not finishing his career there. It's just There's no chance. Um, you know, I, I, it's just not going to happen. So, uh, Take away all the stuff with the bungee cord, hitting him in the face, and all that BS. <laughs> uh, what Val said, I can, t- I totally believe. Like, and I, I'm not saying it's true, but I totally believe it. I actually missed that entirely until I came in this morning. It is entertaining to follow. Well, we're, a, we're a highway of so, information well, here, Ben. We are. I, I mean, I, I, I saw it last night, and then someone tagged me this morning um, <laughs> with it. So they yeah. know the audience. So Zach, I want to ask. So the ACC has gotten rid of divisions. They've announced a new model that'll take place, I believe, in 2023. The Big Ten, it seems to be, is on that path. All of the comments I've read uh, up on The Athletic and various articles are that they are going to look for other scheduling models that eliminates the division, then bettering the conference's chances at getting teams in the college football playoff. With that, you know, and the ACC's move, a lot of strays have been shot towards the Big Ten West. People call it an easy division. People call it a joke. I argue it is actually probably the most interesting division in college football this year and not nearly as bad as people think. What say you? I think it's interesting to you because your favorite team is in it. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly don't find it overly – I honestly don't find it overly uh, – entertaining whatsoever are you talking about wisconsin or nebraska in terms of favorite team well i mean all your favorite teams are in there your favorite quarterback is in there and in aoc because just because you like saying the initials all the time and uh true you know well like, hang on doesn't ben really love michigan state too aren't they in the, they're in the east so no i don't love michigan state oh, just, i just like their recruiting department yeah. <laughs> recruiting yeah, he just loved the recruiting department and all 17 assistants that Sykes <laughs> now has in there. I, uh, I, I don't, jokes. I mean, I, I honestly, I don't find it very interesting at all. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome back on a Thursday morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Wisconsin soybeans are looking pretty good overall, according to the latest Crop Progress and Condition Report. Condition is rated 77% good to excellent statewide, and 93% of beans have emerged, two days ahead of the five-year average. But let's hear it from the experts. We've got John Gaska along with us. He's a research agronomist working under Sean Conley at UW Extension. He does a lot of collaborative work with Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Grants, which fund soybean research. John, why don't you get into what you're seeing in the field so far this growing season, and also feel free to give us an update on how planting went. In general, uh, we've had a really good start to the soybean growing year. Most farmers planted pretty much on time, maybe a little bit late. And once again, since central Wisconsin, they were maybe a week or two later than, than normal. But in southern Wisconsin, uh, most of the soybeans are planted fairly much on time. We've had 
fairly good growing conditions. The precipitation in southern Wisconsin uh, was a little bit low. Now we're kind of caught up in about average growing degree days in southern Wisconsin. Uh, we're running about average as well. When you get into central Wisconsin, they've had lower than normal growing degree units. So the, the crops have been a little bit slower this, there. And also they've had average to above rainfall as well. In general, the, the crops that were planted in, in early May and uh, mid-May are, are looking fairly good. We'll be seeing the R1 growth stage pretty soon, which is the first flowering. Um, we've seen some plants already with that. That's kind of in, important for um, some of the herbicide um, applications, which have to end around the, the R1 stage, depending on which herbicide program we're using. Our cutoff for planting uh, soybeans in Wisconsin, southern Wisconsin, is June 20th, and and I don't think there were very, very many farmers that were up against that, that deadline. So the crop looks really good. And here in Wisconsin, John, we're not immune to severe weather during the summer. Have you seen any damage as a result of the heat waves, hail, or windstorms we've seen this growing season? Not, not to my knowledge. If there was, it was, it was very, very localized. I have not heard of any hail damage, and that would be something to consider at this point. Soybeans, although, uh, can tolerate quite a bit of damage early on in the season and, and grow very well. There were some cases of some uh, soil that was crusted after planting, and that slowed down the or, or stop some of the emergence of the, of, the, of the soybeans, but that was localized as well. Um, farmers, a few farmers that I talked to had to replant their crop because of, of soil crusting caused by heavy rains and such at, right after planting. So what have you got your eyes on moving forward? You mentioned we're in or approaching the first flowering stage of soybeans, otherwise known as the R1 stage. So what has your attention now when it comes to pest and disease management? Growers need to um, be aware of uh, label restrictions for the final um, herbicide applications that they'll be doing. Um, right now is probably the uh, around the, the end of the herbicide application season in general, especially with some of the uh, extend and enlist or Liberty Link type soybeans. Check your label, but basically around the R1 growth stage, the flowering stage is the end of the season for that. Anything past that is, is off-label, and also the wheel tracks that you would cause going through the field at that point, too, can cause some yield loss as well. The next things that we'll be watching for, we'll be watching the weather and see how that might affect the incidence of white mold in soybeans. Um, white mold infects the soybeans when they're in the flowering stage, and so that'll be into, into July and early August. Generally, soybeans flower for about three to five weeks, and that's, again, starting now and, and going three to five weeks. We have an app called Sporecaster that was developed by the uh, plant pathology department through, the, through a grant through the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board, and that can help predict whether you might or not, not have um, white mold in the field. So we'll be watching that. Some of the other diseases that come in later in the season, such as sudden death syndrome, We'll catch up with that, you know, in a month or two. That's that's nothing of concern at, at this point. And now the Wisconsin Department of Ag is, does surveys on soybean aphids, and they have found some soybean aphids in Wisconsin, especially in Grant, Iowa, Lafayette, Richland, Rock, and Sauk County, but in very low levels. And so um, that's something that growers should also be watching for as well. And if you want to be the first to know if a pest has infiltrated your region of Wisconsin, John, there's a list of resources for folks to take advantage of. 
Yeah, I would I would uh, promote the, the coolbean.info, uh, um, our our website, as well as the Badger Bean. The Badger Bean um, website encompasses the uh, plant pathology, the corn soy expo, and, and the um, and our uh, websites as well together. And also, um, you can get weekly pest uh, updates from the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture. They call it field notes. And that comes out every Friday afternoon, and that kind of a review of their uh, surveys uh, for the week. John Gaska, along with us, a research agronomist with UW Extension. And since you mentioned Corn Soy Expo just a minute ago, John, I can't let you go without talking about your role with that event. John is the trade show manager for the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo held every year in February. And while that's still just over six months away, planning is happening now. So, John, what's on your to-do list and when can we start seeing news coming out about the event? Yeah, uh, the Corn Soy Expo is going to be um, in February, actually February 2nd and 3rd of, of 2023. And it's, it's that same location that's always been at the Kalahari uh, Resort and Convention Center in the Wisconsin Dells. Our uh, committee has been meeting uh, very regularly to do the planning for that. We will be launching the uh, exhibitor registration and also the regular attendee registration in several weeks. So we should we should see that in uh, by by mid July, and that'll be um, online at cornsoyexpo.com. But the committee is looking at and booking speakers at the moment. We don't have any that I know of that we can um, announce at the moment, but the part that I'm involved is the trade show, and we will have a full trade show in in 2023. Um, it was cut by COVID a little bit this year in 2022, but we hope to have it uh, bigger and better in, in 2023. Certainly looking forward to more news about that. John Gaska along with us, a research agronomist working under Sean Conley at UW Extension, busy in the field this summer, working on a number of projects. The soybean crew does a lot of collaborative work with Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Grants, which help fund soybean research. Stay tuned for markets coming up next. Well assurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. When hot weather strikes, cattle are stressed. Feed intake decreases and milk production drops. Summer heat may also impact the performance of your herd's reproductive program. Protect your bottom line this summer. Add BioVet's Bovine Gold Light to the TMR and keep your livestock hydrated, milk production up, and breeding program in check. Add Bovine Gold Light to your operation today. Find BioVet online at bio-vet.com. Bio-vet.com. All right, here we go, getting ready for celebrations with friends and family in your backyard or wherever the venue may be. You don't want to fail? Then get to Bavaria Sausage Kitchen. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew. You know where that shop's at, don't you? Corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 until 5, 
always open online, BavariaSausage.com. Listen, going on right now through 4th of July, a great sale on the 6- and 10-pound boxes of brats. Now, me, I always prefer the red lager brats, but there's plenty to choose from. Every one of them have that real old-world authentic flavor and no fillers. So if you're a beginner at grilling brats, be careful with these babies. You say you're not into brats? That's fine. Take a look around. I like the smoked pork chops for a quick meal. Or, of course, take a look at the ring bologna or the old world wieners. You'll find something everybody will like at Bavaria Sausage Kitchen, corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. Badgerbean.com puts the Wisconsin soybean farmer first, and it's your place to go for the latest soybean news and research from leading industry experts. Simple, easy-to-access resources for the betterment and advancement of a sustainable soybean industry right here in Wisconsin. Badgerbean.com, an invaluable tool constantly updated for Wisconsin soybean farmers. For info and the latest updates, find us on Facebook and visit badgerbean.com today. All right, now let's take a look at our markets on a Thursday morning. From Chicago, cash corn is down six and three quarters. December new crop corn is down four and a half cents, trading at six forty nine and a quarter. Cash beans down two and a half cents. November new crop soybeans trading at fourteen seventy two and three quarters, down a nickel and a half. And wheat is trading at nine seventeen and three quarters, up two and a quarter cents. Moving on to the fluid milk contract. July Class 3 milk is trading at $22.80 a hundredweight, that's up 18 cents, and August milk up a penny at $23.34 a hundredweight. Ryan Yankman with Everegg joins us next. This is the Midwest Love the look by creating your floors with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. We give you the tools, knowledge, and income so you can take your career however far you want to take it. I'm Wynn Davies. W.E. Davies and Sons Remodeling is now hiring carpenters, lead carpenters, boycott a stale career. We want you to take on a fresh perspective to your path in life. We're a local family business offering services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. You can be your next team player to deliver stunning, transformative results. Visit wedaviesremodeling.com. You love your home. It's full of memories from the past and even more memories to be made. When you're ready to spruce it up, contact AF Construction. AF Construction will talk to you about your addition ideas like a relaxing three-season sunroom or expanded living space. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. Because of you, someone gets to stay home in familiar surroundings. Because of you, there will always be a friendly smile. Because you are the bright star in someone's life. Bright Star Home Care is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes working one-on-one with clients in their homes means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the bright star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. 
If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome back as we round out a Thursday morning. Earlier this week, we heard that talks of an oncoming recession are putting pressure on our grain markets, but is it also playing a role in the dairy space? Everegg broker Ryan Yankman joins us this morning with an update on fluid milk, cheese, and butter markets for Wisconsin producers. Now, Ryan, let's start with the recession talk. How does that fit into the dairy picture? What are you hearing? What are you seeing? Yeah, good morning, and thanks for having me again. You know, I'm far from an expert in the world of predicting recessions, (laughs) certainly, or how the effects it's going to have. But the the one thing we do know in relation to our ag markets and and specific to dairy is about two weeks ago uh, when this break in grains and dairy started, um, there's this old adage, you have to feed a bull. And we had run out of bullish information specific for dairy, kind of in this dry spot where there was no reports. Uh, no significant strong GDT prices from the globe to lean on, um, but very much everything in the news was about recession, stock markets, you know, falling apart. This perception demand is going to be gone tomorrow. And, and we actually had a similar break like this a couple months ago, which was the last time dairy had a pretty good break. Um, but it seemed to be, be led on this perception of recession, um, which was then shortly followed up by some interesting dairy information. We then did get a couple reports a week ago. We had milk production. We had a GDT. We had a cold storage. We actually had uh, kind of the trifecta of reports we get toward the end of a month. Uh, GDT, global dairy trade, proved to be uh, fairly supportive in regards to the powder market. Uh, We actually saw prices uptick. Um, That's typically what we look to the GDT for is international powder prices. Um, However, they do trade cheese on that auction, and cheese had a significant decline. Uh, via price. So it was something to follow. Following day, or same day actually, we got U.S. milk production uh, down negative 0.7%. This was a big report, and for many of us this was viewed as a bullish or at least leaning bullish report. Uh, This is negative milk production again. Um, The month prior we were down 1%, so we're still making less everywhere, led by significant declines out in the uh, west and Pacific Northwest. So everything kind of steering, again, prior to um, kind of a couple months ago move in regards to, and now we're starting to get new anecdotal evidence that, hey, global prices are still fairly supported, U.S. milk is still negative, um, and starts to kind of eat away at this idea of, oh, we have a recession right now. Uh, Then we got to Thursday with a cold storage report, and this was a biggie. Uh, That came out Thursday, and that was kind of what really gave this break a little more gusto um, alongside grains having their own fundamental reasons for breaking. Uh, we received a cold storage number specific to cheese uh, that was an all-time high, which is kind of expected with the new cheese plants we've had, but an all-time high against milk production that is negative. And seasonally, we typically grow around, I think, three to four million pounds month to month, and we grew about 30. So in this environment where everyone was already very nervous about demand, uh, we got a cold storage report that at least one way to read the tea leaves is that was showed a significant slowdown in demand. We had less milk, greater inventories. Uh, that is what kind of expedited a break uh, that for a lot of us became a little bit bigger than expected and has us to a spot now where if you look at, you know, especially Wisconsin class three milk, you know, we've experienced um, a two to two and a half dollar break in some of these front months and, you know, 50 cents to almost a dollar a little further out. That kind of stems off that recession talk. It's very much what started this break, kind of got paused by some production info, 
and then reaccelerated through the idea that we have a lot of inventory sitting here. Now, Ryan, I want to ask you, I, I, we're getting into that second month of summer here. July starts tomorrow. How are we building up then for fall demand? Isn't that when demand for butter and cheese really skyrockets? Yeah, you're exactly right. And that's why it's hard for a lot of us to believe kind of this is the end. Uh, because the reality is that report, those reports we got a week ago, those marked the highs for the year. That's the highest milk production we'll have for the year should be the highest inventories we have for the year. Because as you said, we're now walking into summer where milk production begins to decline and demand begins to increase as we get closer to schools opening back up and all of our holiday orders. Um, and kind of to that point, we finally started to see both markets round out here, here in the last couple of days, both dairy and grains. Now, grains have a massive report coming out this afternoon uh, at 11 that we'll have to watch and see what that tells us in regards to its stocks um, in production. Um, but for dairy specific, yes, we are with every day we step forward, we're walking to a situation with more demand, perceived demand and lesser supply. And to us, I think that's something that can greet support to these markets uh, and still present room for, for really pretty solid upside potential as we go into this kind of late summer, early fall period where typically historically dairy does make its highs. Um, and just know we're doing this still against a global milk footprint that is negative. With a market that is price supportive then for dairy producers, Ryan, what do your conversations about risk look like? It, it's, it is a hard equation. So for the most part, I think now through December of this year has been been easy for most of us. Uh, the milk price is trading you know, pretty significantly high, right? Anywhere between 23 and $26 when you look at class three and four. Uh, versus old crop feed values, it works. It works very, very good through September. You get into the fourth quarter and you start using new crop values. Uh, it gets a little more shaky, but really where we're spending a lot of our time talking and trying to figure out what do you do is in 2023. 2023 is where the majority of the risk lies for us uh, as dairies, and it's where that risk is not obvious in regards to how do you go manage it for the reason of margins are not obvious. When you go look out there, you look at a milk, a class three milk price curve that's trading, you know, around $21.5 put against grain prices that are still trading. You know, we'll see how this thing will pans out later today, but you know, we're still trading corn values that are 650 plus basis, which for a lot of areas is still seven and a half, maybe $8 corn. Uh, so 2023 has been a conundrum for quite a while. There's not been an easy button to go hit out there for a lot of dairies in regards to, hey, let me go protect that margin. Um, so we're in that challenge of, hey, is it a good time to buy insurance? And you just kind of sit on it, right, protect a break even or even a small loss just to make sure it doesn't get worse. You know, we've been very hit and miss on those types of strategies. It is very dependent, honestly, on the dairies risk appetite. Never quite enough time to talk about everything we want to, but that's why you can get a hold of EverAg online at ever.ag. Simple enough. Broker Ryan Yankman along with us. We'll catch you back here tomorrow.